right now. At CBUS, we're building a new future for all of us. By building new projects in property, investing in infrastructure and putting millions into Australian businesses, we're not only helping to create around 100,000 jobs, we're strengthening the economy. And with a history of strong, long-term performance, we're building a better, more secure future for all of us. To consider if CBUS is right for you, go to cbussuper.com.au for a PDS. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. The final word, India Daily, day two, SCG test match, the third of the Border Gavaska series. I'm Adam Collins. With me is Jeff Lemon. We are on our way to the top of the Docklands. <laughs> if you are listening to the podcast and not watching the video, yep. we are in the big wheel. Billy Brownless is about to come and spin us around. We're yeah. in the big wheel uh, at the Docklands. Uh, we are, we are, we've got a half an hour journey. T- the test match finished about 45 minutes ago. Well, the day of play finished about 45 mm-hmm. minutes ago. And we've already made it up here. And we're going to get a tour of our grand city on a delightful summer's night. And yeah. as we go around, we're going to talk about what happened on this second day. And we'll start that, Jeff, by you summarising play in 30 seconds. 30 seconds or less. Right. Australia had a slow motion collapse, basically. It took a while, but no one made a lot of runs except for Steve Smith, who did in the way that he does. Hit back to form, 27th century, made 131. Australia made 338. And then India batted really pretty well. A 70-run partnership to open it up. They're two for 96 overnight. They get to come back on day three and uh, see if they can get up around that Australian score or into a lead. That's about it. That was the day. What I should have said is Jadeja bowled beautifully and was a gun in the field. How about the fact that two of Jadeja's three fullest deliveries picked up wickets with Yorkers today mm. and the run out, the run out where he had one stump to look at and still managed to hit middle stump. I mean, this guy's an absolute freak and to undervalue him, well, at India's peril. I think that the number of times I've seen Indian teams walk out in important games of cricket across the three formats and he's mm. not there is bewildering. And again, he showed his all-round worth today. We'll see him with the bat tomorrow. Stephen Smith, you said 27th Test Match 100. He's eighth against India mm-hmm. in 13 Test Matches. Nobody's made more than eight tonnes against India but you look down the list it's at least I think 18 before you reach 8 and of course players that played for a lot longer but Smith has a formidable record against India sure it was sullied somewhat in Adelaide and Melbourne but Mm. back to his best today he's third at the SCG he's first for 493 days I worked out it was that long since the double ton at Old Trafford in 2019 and well and truly back in town which sort of sounds worse than it was in that you say oh it was nearly a year and a half ago but this was only his ninth test since then but even I don't think Smith well Smith would never have gone nine tests without 100 before aside from the very start of his career when he, his first time came in his 11th That's right. memory. Yeah. So yeah. aside from that, you know, that was still a pretty long time for him to go without making three figures. Yeah, this is comfortably his longest slump apart from, yeah, before he kind of reached that summit at the Oval in, in 2013. But yeah, I mean, it was a, an innings that Australia really needed. I'll give you a, 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 a sort of put it into perspective. They At one point they were one from 106, then mm-hmm. they were two for 206. We, we, had, we saw today, mm. well, yesterday and today, consecutive 100-run partnerships. That's the first well, exactly time. one hundred. Yeah. It's the first time in the history of Test cricket where there's been consecutive one hundred run partnerships. I know because I looked it up and spent half an hour going through it all. Only 
three I times, including you. today. There's been 100 partnerships twice in the same test match. Port of Spain, 1984, where Dean Jones was on debut, and he was part of one of those with Alan Border. And then in 2017, here at the MCG, when Alistair Cook and Stuart Broad were batting together. But anyway, the reason I raised that is that at 2 for 206, they're flying. Then they lose Labuschagne, 3 for 206. And then kind of, I think they lose 8 for 130-odd thereafter, something yeah, like that. And, yeah. and, and, well, maybe it was even worse than that. But the, the collapse, as you say, was in slow motion. It stretched across two sessions and it showed that fragility of the Australian middle order, which has been there for all to see throughout the series. Yeah, and, and it didn't look like a collapse because they were long ducks, you know. They, and many people might say a long duck is a goose, but they weren't players coming out and getting knocked over first ball. But Cam Green made a duck and batted for ages. Tim Payne made one. Pat Cummins batted for quite a while for his duck. In this big Melbourne wheel, I love that on one side it's like the beautiful river and the city, and on the other side it's several freeways and the roof of Costco. You know, <laughs> if you've ever wanted to see the roof of Costco, here it is. Um, you can, <laughs> fittingly, it's a really large roof. They bought it at a discount because it was economy size. But <laughs> the, 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 the way that sort of middle order, very slow collapse kind of worked out meant that it lets Steve Smith do a, a sort of edge baston innings. He where, came closer to that, didn't he? Yeah. When he was batting with, uh, with well, with Stark, then Lyon, and then Stark Hazelwood. Stark, Lyon, and Hazelwood. And, and he was going for it. He was really you know, starting to open up. And, and it was Jadeja who got that first breakthrough. Got rid, of, got rid of Manas. It was Jadeja who like, kept picking up wickets through the afternoon, picked up four for 62, was it? Yep. And, and, and then produces the run out of Smith, you know, a little bit like Pat Cummins running out Pajara at Adelaide a couple of years ago yes. to finish off the innings where you say, well, there's a guy who's on 100 and who could add another 50 or 60 in quick time and gets foiled by a brilliant piece of fielding. Pajara um, was run out by Cummins diving, but then the way Jadeja came in off the rope, swooped, you know, two-thirds of the way back to the boundary and nailed the stumps, direct hit, base of middle stump from deep backward square leg. Just phenomenal. Yeah, and the way you set that up, I mean, we saw what Lyon and... Well, it was, it was Siddle then Lyon at 10 and 11 at Edgebaston, yep. and Smith felt that way. He was playing those unorthodox shots where he's getting way outside the line at a leg stump in order to open up the offside and the double-handed forehand smash or whatever yeah, it is that yeah. we see from time to time. And if he gets on one and can milk the strike for half an hour, he can add... 30 or 40 runs quite quickly, mm. but he was denied that opportunity due to Judasia's brilliant fielding. So it did mean that when you look through the card, they were five for 249 at the lunch break. That's still a fairly good position, despite yep. losing Labuschagne, Wade and Green. We'll come back to Wade in a sec. Yes, um, we will. Before lunch, but afterwards, Payne won. Uh, Cummins, Nort, Stark, 24, batted well, got out, going the bash, and then Lyon and Smith mm. were the last two out. I mean, it, it was an eventful middle session. So much happened, uh, which meant that India were in a good position to kick on. And I thought the best hour of play today was the last hour of play. I don't know how many yeah. runs India made, but it couldn't have been more than 12 or 15 or something like that, uh, with Rahane and Pajara defending and seeing out some of the best test match bowling. You'll see Cummins bowled a spell of five overs for seven runs after picking mm. up the, the wicket of Shubham Gill. On, on an even 50 his first half century in test cricket certainly won't be his last he batted gorgeously but then the outside edge green almost not redeeming himself but like he didn't make a contribution with the bat he was out yeah. for naught batted for 25 balls or whatever it was and moving low and fast to his left snaffling that at an important time which meant that Australia were able to put the brakes on so it was set up really well in that final hour and whilst they didn't get the, the subsequent 
wicket that mm. it's still two down and overnight Rahane is uh, not many he's not many I, I've got it in front of me but I can't actually see he's five and Pajara's nine it, it was more that that stretch mm. it was for the purest to use the old cliche they were working nine to five yes they were. And, <laughs> and Rahane the, let's circle back to Matthew Wade because yes. I've been a big proponent of the Matthew Wade back in the test team thing just on the basis of the phenomenal amount of runs he's made in every format for the last two or three years he was batting beautifully today. He was punching through cover, driving down the ground, smoking sweep shots. He kept hitting short leg, but, yeah. you know, that wasn't doing um, Australia any harm. That was Poor just, old Hanuma Vahari got just, smacked three times yeah. in there. It means no worries. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely bashed with the ball every third <laughs> delivery. And after getting to 13 and just looking a million bucks, like Wade looked so good today probably the best he's looked since coming back into the test team, dominant, and yet he tries that same shot he played at Melbourne where he comes down the wicket to the spinner, tries to go over deep mid-wicket for unknown reasons and just skews it up in the air. The still shot of the position he's in as he strikes the ball where it looks like someone has put him through the washing machine and like <laughs> left him to dry, crumpled up in a ball in the, in the basket. It was a horrible shot. And uh, like I think that's a kind of end of your test career shot like they might not drop him at the end of this test match but that is going to count against him unless he does something pretty major he's like it was embarrassing and it created the situation where green has to come in the young kid and face the examination and he gets out and on it goes and it all starts with Wade. yeah and the the other bit i'd add to that is that Remember last week in the second innings at Melbourne when Travis Head got out, we said that's the kind of innings that will give fuel to the detractors. That's the sort of innings you point out and go, this guy isn't right quite yet yeah. in, in Head's case. The difference to Wade is that they'll do the same thing, but he's 33 or 34, yeah. something like that. So he won't be given as much latitude. So, look, I, I think that your broader point about him having earned an opportunity to continue to play at five or six for Australia is correct. But if they're going to stick fat mm. with Green, and why wouldn't they? Sure, he didn't make runs today, but I think we've seen enough to suggest that he's a, a long-term investment worth making. You need to have more stability in there at number five. It's not sustainable to have somebody who's made one half century in their previous 12 innings at test level. So, And again, I feel awful saying that because I have so much regard for what Matthew Wade did three years ago. Yeah. After being left out of that Australian team back in 2017, he did so much to insist on his return as a specialist batsman. He was so important in the ashes of 2019 in England, two centuries, but that one at Edgbaston in the second innings was utterly vital uh, mm-hmm. in the final analysis of that series and did a lot of hard jobs last year when New Zealand were here as well which is easy to forget but yeah he, he's put himself in a situation where we're having this conversation let me put it that way yeah and where it didn't have to be that way and you can forgive you know the, the lapse of judgment in Melbourne and say oh well he made a bad decision but he made the same bad decision and when you're making it twice in a row that's when it's a problem we're at the apex of the ride that we're on, the flight yeah. as they were calling it. We're looking over at Dockland Stadium. I'm not sure what yeah. it's called, what commercial partner it's got these days, but Dockland, I think I can see Lance Franklin kicking uh, oh, the yeah. winning goal in the 2007 elimination final down there. Um, uh, if, if you're at the apex of, of the, if you, if you bring a tiger up here, is it an apex predator? <laughs> I'm just wondering. Well, it's a much better view. I mean, compared to the start when we mm. were rising from the west, I suppose, now we're looking yeah. over at the east and 
looking at the city. <laughs> We're rising, but we are the sons of the mighty <laughs> West. <laughs> it's, it's quite, it's quite, it's quite impressive. I mean, you know, we, yeah. we shouldn't. This we shouldn't is this is podcasting one hundred and one. Describe a view. <laughs> Start a podcast where you describe views. Rohit Sharma came back into the test team, opened up with Shubman Gill. They put on seventy. It looked really good for a while. The, the way that Rohit was counter-attacking Nathan Lyon, yep. coming down the wicket to him, Shubman Gill like played some beautiful shots. Stood up tall. He was just you know you hate to do this, but made me think a little bit of VVS Lakshman when he stood up tall to play pull shots at the SCG. Tall, top order Indian bat pulling the ball away. You know there was it just gave me little memory shivers. Yeah, see ball, hit ball when the ball was short to him, so they didn't bowl very many short balls to him. They didn't have the leg side trap set properly, by the way. They should have had two men back for longer. They ended up bringing in square leg, and it and it meant that he was able to go over the top and do so successfully without any real fear of getting caught down there. But yeah, I, I think that well, first of all, he was reprieved on a DRS decision that didn't go Nathan Lyon's way after the call went his way on the field and was overturned. But one mm. of those funny ones where the umpire could have justifiably gone either way I think I reckon it was the right call by overturning it there was no hot spot there was no discernible you know there was no way of identifying what was what and in that situation you almost have to go with hot spot the issue was on the snicko there were it was out of sync with the vision and you you couldn't see the contact so the umpire could have said there's no I can't say there's enough evidence to overturn it but instead he was like I know he hasn't gloved it, so I'll just find a reason. Yeah, it was like a common sense decision. Again, yeah. using the technology well, and Bruce Oxenford's done a, done a pretty good job through the summer on field and doing so off field now too. We haven't talked about Manus, but we'll talk about him after the break, I feel, which we're about to have. And then we're going to have the Hall of Fame and the throw forward. Let's do it. A word about our sponsors, C-Bus Superannuation. Uh, we're doing this through the lens of what happened when you played cricket, Adam, because you played a lot more than I did. When you went out to bat, what was your level of protective equipment? As I got deeper into my career, uh, I kind of went both ways. I'd occasionally bat in a hat, which was ridiculous, and sometimes I'd walk out in a chest guard and an arm guard when playing up the higher grades, and I would get bullied and teased mercilessly, and fair enough too. <laughs> so, so I pretty much impl- entirely play pub cricket, where you're not supposed to bowl bouncers, that's a dangerous ball but that also means perversely that no one wears helmets because they're like oh well you can't bowl a short ball but you're also like yeah but none of you can play like none of you can hit the ball as we've been talking about a little bit on the final word recently actually in an ideal world you use your bat to defend yourself or you get out of the way but it's not always that straightforward yes it's also about uh, knowing what might go wrong when the best laid plans do go astray and having the appropriate protection <laughs> is this a bit when you link to the fact that CBUS offers flexible and affordable insurance options to people working in the building construction and allied industries it's almost like you've got the same script that I do it is that bit and you have to make sure you have the right cover and to do that you can log into your CBUS account and review your options this is the thing you can do if you have that cover uh, disclaimers are that this information is general in nature to consider if CBUS is right for you and to find out more about those insurance products you go to cbussuper.com.au you get a PDS that has the information for you and I don't know if I'm supposed to read this bit out but if you're interested CBUS's trustee is United Super Proprietary Limited ABN 46006261623 CBUS's ABN however is C75 463-262 and their AFSL which I assume is something you ask someone on the internet AFSL <laughs> is 233792 so I hope if you've written down those numbers in case you need them visit cbussuper.com.au forward slash the final word sort out your super back sort, to the show sort it out sort it out mate it's the final word India Daily Day 2 
SCG, of course, we're not there. We're in Melbourne, and that yep. is probably where we're going to stay for the fourth test as well on account of what's going on in Queensland right now, but that's a conversation for another podcast. We mm-hmm. have some business to get through in the second half of the show. First of all, player of the day. We already dealt with Stephen Smith, but let's just, just have one last little frolic on, on his performance today, putting it into some sort of historical context. I mean, you know, he averages... 70 since his first breakthrough ton. Mm 27th hundred, as I mentioned before at the start of the show. And for mine, it just symbolised that for him, this was so important. You could see how emotionally drained he was by being questioned, which I think is daft, by the way. But which it was the, really strange, yeah. though. He, he said, "Oh, he goes to the media, going, oh, that'll shut up the detractors, or yeah. what's that effect?'" I, I, mean, I hope this. I hope this makes some people keep quiet. I was like, "Who's having a pop at Steve Smith?" I yeah. don't think anybody. Well, is the thing is, I, I think he's reading his Twitter mentions or something like that, where right. you know, where Nif Nuff's might, might, real, might real get stuck into him. like bottom of the of yeah. the pipe sort of time. But, but either way, it clearly had been taking it out of him rightly or wrongly so I think this is a, an important turning point okay. in, in the sort of medium term for him could we make an argument though that Jadeja is player of the day because oh, yeah. on a on a pitch that favoured batting he was the one who got four incisions kept India in the game and then yep. gets the run out at the end I mean I think it's it's maybe a it's a dual player of the day it's an even award today Smith and, and Jadeja yeah I'll have that he was the man to get um, Labuschagne of course who, yeah. who was uh, cutting... and that was the start of the breakthrough yeah and that was a very clever piece of bowling as well so Labuschagne went back and carved him for four the ball before yep. this was pushed through quicker and he was committed to the stroke and he steered the catch to Rahane who took it nice and low and, and that got the ball rolling for India yep. in that first and it session was, it was it was Manas trying to he, he kept backing away to play cuts as we mentioned at yep. the MCG and this time it wasn't short enough to cut but he sort of went through with a kind of straight bat square drive and it wasn't the shot for it and, and nicked it um, he batted really well for his 91 didn't quite manage to get to 100 and break that stat that no Australians have made test hundreds against India in the last six years except for Steve Smith and Glenn Maxwell <laughs> but with Manus with 91 he's also my Hall of Fame nominee just for his really shit chat we did suggest yesterday that he'd be back again and he's back 24 hours later because quite a, a bit of time the TV broadcast kept going to the stump mics just to hear him at short leg carrying on like a goose the whole time but it was really bad he was like I'm going to distract Shubman Gill by asking who his favourite player is <laughs> like what? He's like is it is it Tendulkar? Is it Laxman? Like, it, it sucked and every time you could hear him trying to G people up yeah come on boys and the voice is very distinctive and yeah he just, he just doesn't have it whatever it is that defines good chat not there this will become apparent to you when you open Twitter again but there's been some chat captured between uh, Andrew Simons and Shane Warne when they thought they were off mic talking about Marnus Labuschagne which has now made its way to social media and, and the rest will be history there but perhaps a, a few more exploitives than you used there but a similar theme put okay. it that way <laughs> um, it feels like Marnus is always there and thereabouts with the Hall he of Fame is, every yeah. day on the daily at the moment but I'm happy to go with it any, any noms from you? Uh, no I, I, I've not came I've, I've not entered the bubble that we're in mm-hmm. today with a nomination but I did take note of that bit of commentary which slipped under the radar I think on KO or something like that that's how it was picked up so mm. anyway um, we'll see that reported on the next couple of days I'm sure interesting times um, we're, we're just about done if you're listening to the podcast you can see the video on YouTube Cam Fink is filming those if you want to support the show you can go to patreon.com slash the final word if you want to do your superannuation talk to CBUS cbussuper.com.au forward slash the final word patreon.com forward slash the final oh, word just, I mean everything's perfect. forward slashing the final word the YouTube channel is probably called the final Michael word Michael Myers forward slashing <laughs> the final word <laughs> <laughs> I'm really enjoying the feedback on the YouTube videos as well I mean it's just 
fantastic that something we didn't expect to be doing this summer, an unintended consequence of us being stuck in Melbourne, I suppose, is that we'll be at different locations through the course of the next few days. We've got some good ideas in the back pocket. One, which I haven't told you about, which mm. is going to be quite fun tomorrow in Collingwood. Okay. You'll learn more then. Oh, all right. Okay. This oh. has been the final word, India Daily, day two from the SCG. Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon at the close of play. India are getting themselves set for a big day at the office tomorrow. It could be the most important day of the series. Talk to you about it then. So you know what I meant here. I had to go.